Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 station with srn news i'm val dior the young suspect in yesterday's texas school shootings did not manage to complete all the steps in a plan laid out in private journals found on his computer 17 year old dimitrios pagortis charged with capital murder and the deaths of 10 people at santa fe high school he had planned to kill himself but instead was taken into custody communist party leader raul castro recovering from a hernia operation state television said on its evening broadcast that the 86 year old leader who stepped down as president last month was following friday's plane crash in Havana as he recovered from surgery that crashed with 110 people aboard happening shortly after takeoff from Havana's airport leaving three survivors and it's official Prince Harry is married to American actress Meghan Markle Elton John performing at the wedding reception for the newlyweds the singer among 600 invited to the wedding Elton John was a close friend of Harry's late mother Princess Diana for more details srnnews.com Hugh Hewitt says the president just keeps getting things done. The U.S. Embassy, Jerusalem. It opens in a fraught climate, according to the Wall Street Journal. And I'm not too sure about that, but I am sure that they named a square for Trump in Jerusalem because he's finally done what presidents have been promising to do for two decades but never did, which is open the U.S. Embassy in Jerusalem. It's a big, big deal. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 5 on AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. Just after 2 o'clock here at the Patriot, glad to have you joining us. We are the Twin Cities' home for Intelligent Radio, and the Northern Alliance Radio Network continues next year on the Patriot. Tomorrow at 2 p.m., it's the closer, Brad Carlson. He will be live in studio. And don't forget about King Banyan over on Business 1440. He's every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Listen online at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Tonight, we're going to drop down into the upper 40s. Those cloudy skies continue. Cloudy to lead off Sunday. Gradual clearing later and 70. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Berg. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Making talk radio great again. My name, Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info. Since February of 2002, one of Minnesota's foremost political, com- uh, music, history, fiction, commentary blogs, uh, anywhere. Of course, one of many great conservative blogs that uh, do and have Grace the Twin Cities over the past uh, almost almost 20 years now, the blogging phenomenon, which is not so much a phenomenon anymore, just sort of a background noise for a lot of us, uh, although I still do my blog every day and still love doing it because it's great show prep. Anyway, going on almost 20 years here, I mean, in four years, my blog will be 20 years old. Uh, in the following year, Ed Morrissey and Powerline and uh, all of those guys will be uh, – Hitting 20 years old. James Lilacs's blog, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, turns 20 years old this year. I might have to try and get James on the show. We haven't had him on in a while. That's always an event. So uh, if you if you know James's people, has have his people call my people, and let's uh, get together and talk about the 20th anniversary of the Bleat, one of America's first and still one of America's best blogs and certainly a daily read. Uh, so anyway, uh, make sure you check that out. By the way, this is the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, uh, dominating Twin Cities Weekend Radio. Uh, this is 2004, yaddy, yaddy, yaddy. Brad Carlson tomorrow, 2 to 3 on the, on the 1280, and every uh, Saturday on the 1440, uh, King Banyan from 9 to 11, uh, one of uh, the best shows anywhere in the world on the subject of economics. Uh, King and his regular crowd, always happy to welcome new listeners. It's great stuff, by the way. I love listening to King. <laughs> anybody, has, anybody has fun talking about economics. That's just something to behold in its own right. Anyway, I... 
got out of the house the other night, uh, and I, it's not quite as unusual as it sounds. I mean, I'm not a complete hermit. Uh, unlike a lot of radio people, I actually do have a social life. I do actually enjoy getting out, meeting people, doing things. But I got out uh, one night last week for a slightly different subject here. I, I, was, I, I was invited to join a group that uh, billed itself as a, uh, as a bipartisan, actually a nonpartisan group dedicated to bringing people on both sides of the political divide together to get them to try to look past their stereotypes about each other and to communicate as actual people, to, to sort of bridge, if not erase, certainly bridge the political divide we have here, not by getting rid of left and right, not by trying to get one side to join the other, but by quite simply uh, getting people to see people as people and not as stereotypes when they're on the other side. And it was interesting, actually. I'm not going to mention the name of the group because what I'm going to say about the group, I'm not going to say it's not flattering to the group. It's it's neither here nor there as Ray, the group itself. In fact, I, I may try and interview some organizers from the group on the broadcast in, in a coming broadcast because it's actually a, a valid, noble effort. It did cause me to think a bit about what I do on this broadcast. Yes, I do like to pelt liberals with rhetorical rocks and garbage. Rhetorical rocks and garbage as opposed to anti-fat. We use the real thing. Uh, see, I'm doing it now. I, I, I like to, <laughs> I like, I do enjoy mixing it up with the left, partly because, well, as we've showed in this broadcast countless times over the past four, 14 years, and as we will show yet again in this broadcast before too long, if time permits, liberals tend to be good for one round of factoids in a debate before the factoids run out. And they either have to deflect themselves out of the argument or pelt you with ad hominem straw men and eventually physical violence in some cases. Anyway, and, and again, right there, I've, I'm probably not living up to the spirit of the, of the event to, to which I was invited. And, and it's, as a Republican in St. Paul, it's a difficult spirit sometimes to, to latch onto. But I did my best. I, I did a good job, I think. Uh, anyway, one of the things they asked us to do, and by the way, the, the event was attended by six conservatives, myself included, I think it was like seven or eight, seven liberals that were involved. A couple, one of the conservatives invited didn't show up. Anyway, there was uh, it was roughly even. Ah, no, it wasn't roughly even because uh, a conservative wandering about dazed after a car crash with a mild concussion is a logical match for ten liberals, and six of us all in fine rhetorical fettle easily uh, match for six hundred of them. <laughs> I've done it again. Uh, what's the song? Oops, I did it again. Yeah, no, sorry. I keep doing this. It's it's hard. It's hard not to. And it shows the need for a group like this. And I and I and I, I do say I, I do want to have them on the broadcast here because clearly we all have a lot to learn. And and by the way, I'm being a little tongue in cheek about some of the, some of this, some of what I say. But you know, there's a kernel of truth to it. And along with the kernel of truth to that, there is there is a kernel of truth to all stereotypes. Stereotypes rarely jump out of no place, right? And one of the exercises we did was we divided up into groups, the the reds in one room, the blues in the other, and we had a mission to come up with and agree on four stereotypes that we believe the other side has about us, explain why it was false, and then admit to the bit of it that it was, in fact, the grain of truth. And it was an interesting exercise. Now, I, I was uh, blessed to be in a group with, with six conservatives. Uh, we were all males, as it happens. They, they didn't find any conservative women for some reason. I, I, very, I, I know that they, although the moderator actually was a woman who seemed to be conservative, although didn't say it as, 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 in as many words. But we had some very sharp people, including a couple who are in the public or have been in the public eye. I'm not going to name names. That would, be, that would be not kosher. But of our group of six, Two are African-American. Uh, one uh, appeared to be, I would say, a, a Korean, possibly Filipino of descent, although he did not have a, an Asian name. But it was a very ethnic, ethnically mixed group, uh, perhaps improbably if you, if you look at general party dynamics. And the liberal group, for whatever reason, I'm not casting any aspersions here, was entirely white middle class Minnesotans, entirely. Ah, no, there was one African-American in the group, very nice fellow from St. Paul. Um, anyway, it was a, uh, 
And, and we got together, and we and we gathered together amongst ourselves over the course of about a half hour for stereotypes that we believe, as conservatives, Democrats have about us. And and we put the following four together: that Republicans tend to be uh, the conservatives and Republicans. That reds. I mean, we use the labels red and blue, which I don't like, but we use them. They're they're common shorthand these days. More's the pity. That reds tend to place more emphasis on faith than on science or reason, that reds are resistant to change, that reds don't care about other people, and that reds are have, have a significant element of racism in their beliefs. Now, we refudiated them. <laughs> That's a word I introduced to them. Uh, Sarah Palin, perhaps uh, Sarah Palin's greatest contribution to the English language. I love that word. I know it's not proper English, but I don't care. <laughs> love that word. Uh, we refudiated the, the claim about science, that, re- that Republicans are more into faith than science, saying that, first of all, most Christians are not young earth creationists, and there's nothing about an allegorical view of the creation story that's in any way uh, at odds with science, not that National Public Radio has figured that out yet, but it's the truth, and that, quite frankly, there's nothing about being a young Earth creationist that's that's being that that's at odds with science either. I mean, imagine this, and I asked this to a liberal as we were talking after the the presentation. Imagine this, because he had questions about that exact point, and 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 he asked why I, I thought it wasn't true, well, even with the young earth creationist. And I responded, imagine that you have an inoperable brain tumor and there's only one chance you have to survive. And you have to, I mean, there's one surgeon in the world who can operate on that part of your brain without uh, a majority chance of killing you. And you go see that surgeon and this surgeon is brilliant. He's got a record of, of saving people's lives with worse conditions than yours. He should be. It's going to be difficult. Not going to be a cakewalk. He'll be cutting your brain open. But the odds are way better than you. Not only way better even that you're going to come out of that surgery alive and able to think, but better with this surgeon than in any other surgeon at any other time in history. You're in better hands with this man than you would be with anyone else on this earth. But, and by the way, to be a neurosurgeon, you have to be a master of so many types of science, physical science, chemical science, bioscience, physiology, anatomy, the, 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 the chemistry and biology and structure and, and, and mechanics of the brain. Science is so deep that it would take a room of full of normal people to understand half of it. You can't say he doesn't respect his science. But then you find out he's a young earth creationist. Do you walk away? <laughs> and I don't know. You can see the two, the no sale uh, tags fly up in the guy's eyes as, as, the, as the pinball machine, as the, uh, what do you call it, slot machine uh, wheels spun. I don't think he quite computed. Anyway, and of course, there are people in the Republican Party on, on the red side who are, who do sort of poo-poo the notion of science. And we tried to get away from the notion of climate science because there's some nuance to that as well. But uh, there's, there, are few, there are people out there who, who are, in fact, uh, rather disdainful of science. It does happen. Uh, the idea that we're resistant to change, well, to some extent, that's exactly true. When you're a conservative, change has to prove itself. Change for change's own sake is not good. Liberals tend to believe that change for its own sake is a valid, virtuous goal. It's just not. And the idea, of course, that we don't care about other people, well, if that were true, then Republicans, Reds, wouldn't donate to charity at a vastly higher rate than liberals do, which, by the way, a lot of them didn't know uh, at the presentation that night. But there are people out there who, who don't as well. I mean, there are people out there who are, who are not warm and fuzzy people on the right it happens on the idea that we're racist well you know we're not we we uh our, our history as a party is 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 in fighting racism the southern strategy is a bunch of of uh baked wind and by the way uh most of our institute many of our 
institutions on the right grew up to fight racism, including the National Rifle Association, we'll have you know. But there are racists in the GOP. There are bigots. There are small-minded people. And all I had to do to acknowledge that was point to the fact that, yeah, those people who are bringing all these anti-Muslim resolutions at Republican Party caucuses this last February kind of confirmed the stereotype to my immense chagrin. I've castigated them enough. I'm sure I'll do it again. Anywho. Uh, And then it was time for the other side. And it got kind of interesting. And we'll talk about about what the blues had to say about themselves and the stereotypes we they felt we had about them. It was interesting. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM twelve A the Patriot. Go nowhere. I'll be right back. Hey, Chris, look at my roof. Those black stains look horrible, and my realtor says I need a new one to sell my home. That's like ten grand. Mike, you don't need to buy a new roof. You need to get a roof shampoo. Roof shampoo? What's that? Hi, I'm Chris Peterson, owner of Diamond Roofing and Exterior Cleaning. We're the area's only certified provider of eco-friendly roof shampoo. Roof shampoo is the safest, most effective method available to make your roof look new again. We have equipment designed specifically for roof cleaning, and while other companies use bleach in their cleaning products, we use only safe, effective, and eco-friendly roof cleaning products to remove those ugly roof stains. Our cleaning process won't harm any landscaping around your home and won't damage any of your shingles. Plus, it's a fraction of the cost of a new roof. We also clean cedar shakes, siding, and decks. And as a fellow Patriot listener, schedule your roof cleaning by May 27th and receive 10% off. Hey, I'm in. How do I get in touch with you? Go to RoofShampooMN.com. And remember, Roof Shampoo puts the green and clean. Message and data rates may apply. Remembering when to change your fridge filter is a hassle. Remembering the right filter is almost impossible. So at Filters Fast, we have some good advice. Forget it. Instead, remember this. Text WATER11 to 443443 and check fridge filters off your to-do list forever. Get it all taken care of for a fraction of big box store prices with a Filters Fast brand filter. To see how much you can save, plus get free shipping, text WATER11 to 443443. With a huge range of brand name filters available, Filters Fast is America's number one online filtration company. And you can get a Filters Fast brand filter for a fraction of the price, delivered to your door every time you need it. No need to remember. It's not a matter of if you need a fridge filter. Why not text to get it taken care of? To see how much you can save and get free shipping, text WATER11 to 443443. That's W-A-T-E-R-1-1 to 443443. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies, and rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, for a man age 45 non-tobacco user, it's $1 million of coverage and $75 per month level rate for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can obtain $500,000 of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110 per month, guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right, level rate guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. If you're a smoker, we have great rates available for you as well. At Term Busters, we specialize in policies of $500,000 and above. If you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call today for a quote at 1-800-862-8376. That's 1-800-862-8376. You're probably paying more than you should. Call Term Busters at 1-800-862-8376 or visit our website at termbusters.net. Remember, 1-800-862-8376. Rates and availability may vary by state. Sample rate quotes based on preferred non-tobacco underwriting. Exam required to qualify. AM 12A, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, should you care to join me. If you are on the left, producer has a stand, Terminator N has a standing order to get you to the front line of the phone call, to the front of the queue, so you can say or disagree with me violently, whatever the case may be. Speaking of which, in Minneapolis, let's go to Dan. Uh, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. 
Hello. How are you doing, Mitch? Every day on the air is better than the best day off the air. That's how I'm doing today. Dan, how are you? And thank you for doing your show. You are truly a blessing. And you are quite the guitar player. I did meet you after one of your performances of your band. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Much uh, obliged. Enjoyed it a lot. Enjoyed it a lot. Thank you. Hey, I'm going to tread on dangerous ground. I won't call it sacred ground. I'll call it dangerous ground. And uh, you said something about... Um, I've never publicly come out, I don't know if I ever have, not publicly, but even privately telling anyone that we shouldn't have any more Muslims in the country, but in defense of some of those crazy conservatives, quote-unquote crazy conservatives who think that we should not have people immigrate who are Muslim, I thought, well, what if we were a majority Muslim country? If, if the majority of Americans were Muslim, would America look different uh, and maybe look a little bit more like other countries that are majority Muslim, not because of their race, their color, their skin, anything like that, but it's an ideology that is a dangerous ideology in large part. Of, course, of course we would. Uh, maybe, you know what I'm saying? Of yeah. Co- so. of, of course we would. And if we were a majority Catholic country, it would be very different than we are today, too, as well. And, and by the way, I'd right. rather be majority Catholic than majority Muslim. Make no mistake about it. Nothing about tolerance for Muslims should be construed as saying, I really do want to live under Sharia. I do not. I don't think any sane uh, Western person does. And, and by the way either do an awful lot of muslims that's why they're coming here most of them anyway i don't know i don't know that that's true i don't know that really that it's true i I think it's kind of funny when people immigrate legally or illegally from other countries they're taking with them a belief system and a value system that they came from without making connecting the dots to see that maybe that value system is a dangerous one or an unproductive one. Some do, but you I know don't. what? You know, I, I don't disagree. There are some, and by the way, we've talked when we talked with uh, the folks from Archway who work in the security business. I mean, they said I mean, fifteen percent about the Somali community, who are by far the least stable community of recent immigrants we've had in this country, 15% have some sympathy with with radical jihad, which leaves 85% that don't. Here's the interesting thing, and and I'll just put this out there as food for thought, Dan. Most people in this world, uh, wherever they're from, most people in this world are more concerned with feeding their families and not starving than they are with any ideology, right? Like during during the, uh, the last years of the apartheid regime in South Africa, the University of Leiden in the Netherlands uh, went to the uh, went to South Africa and did a survey of blacks under apartheid, and they asked them, "What would you rather have? Economic freedom, because under apartheid, whites had a, a good, solid free market economy, and blacks were subject to the worst of socialism. Would you rather have the vote, or would you rather have economic freedom?" And it wasn't even close. The the, the, mm-hmm. the 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 black residents of South Africa said they wanted economic freedom, like five to one, because political freedom follows economic freedom. Everyone knows this, and and I'm going to suggest to you, as food for thought, that that citizen people coming here to America from countries you know, from Syria, from Iraq, from from wherever they come from, uh, Somalia yeah. for that matter, largely come here because it's the best place in the world to feed your family and not starve. I'm going to suggest I that's true. Yeah, and, and can I throw one out? You yeah, absolutely may. Go ahead. Thanks, buddy. Well, I think that Trump's perspective um, is probably the one that seems to make the best sense. How about let's bring people here who are great for America, rather than feeling we're bringing them here because they want to live here and they want to live, they want to leave their hellhole of where they came from, which is a you know an understandable, compassionate ideal. But why not look for people to come here that really share our values prior to coming here? Now, if you're a Muslim, but you love the Constitution, and you love the Judeo-Christian ethic and um, ideology behind our Constitution, well, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll vet you further, but you're, at least you got past the first hurdle. You know what I'm saying? Whereas I, I know what I you're saying. In fact, what you're proposing, what you're proposing is a system... Very much like those mouth-breathing bigots in Canada. <laughs> exactly. No, I don't yeah. disagree with that one bit. That is the way most Western countries do it. Most non-Western countries are even stricter. I mean, in, in Canada, Mexico, uh, New Zealand, Australia, they all have basically the same idea. I mean, bring people to the country who, who belong in the country and who do the country some good. Thanks for your call, Dan, by the way. Great call.
Uh, excellent food for thought there as well. Uh, very, very glad. Call anytime, by the way. Appreciate it. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. I was talking about, uh, before the break, about the session I went to this past week. Uh, and, and we talked about the stereotypes that Republicans or the Reds, as, as we call ourselves in the event, had for ourselves. Uh, I, I mentioned those already. Resistance to science as opposed to faith. Resistance to change. Uh, don't care about other people and are racist. And both of them are untrue but have some grain of truth to them. Uh, and, and by the way, there's some nuance to that grain of truth, as Dan pointed out with uh, Point the Fourth. And then the blues got up and talked about their stere- the stereotypes that believe they believed we held of them. And they had – I've forgotten one of them. Three of them. The, the, the first two were uh, they, be- they believe that we believe they think government is the solution to all problems. And they, they had a, a worthy response to it. They said, you know, they believe, they believe that government has a place in solving problems and, and they're probably more of a place of, uh, in, in that than conservatives have. And that's, that's a fair point. And they also allowed for the fact that there are people out there who, who do believe the government is their mother. Uh, it does happen. It's not a, com- it's not a completely unfounded stereotype. Also that, that blues believe to excess in identity politics. And they had to cop to the fact that there is some truth to that because there's no way around it. But they said that, that there is something, I mean, identity does confer some meaning in our society. And, and we could have had a long discussion about that, actually. Uh, we didn't, but we could have. Uh, the, the third point they brought up was that Republicans believe, and this was, I thought was hilarious. In fact, I, I, it was all I could do not to break out laughing. Or rolling my eyes, but which, by the way, both of which are against the rules, and I followed those rules. But they said that they they thought conservatives had an unfair stereotype of them by saying that that they want to come and take your guns. And in responding to that, they said, "Well, no, most of us don't, and we don't really want to take all guns. We just want to take the guns that that uh, military guns, semi-automatic guns, big magazines." Uh, guns over with magazines over a certain size, and 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 by the way, register them all and make sure that raise the age limits, uh, make people get insurance for them, and uh, register them basically. And oh, universal background checks, of course, which require registries. And to which I I thought, so in other words, in answering the stereotype you believe we have of you. You confirm every point of the stereotype. <laughs> yes, first of all, we are st- we have really two stereotypes. I, and I say this with all due respect to the people who were involved because it was not an easy exercise having to actually kind of put your own movements and your own beliefs, uh, dirty underwear out there in front of people who are on the other side. It was kind of interesting, uh, interesting piece, interesting a- a evening, I'll just say. And I, and I am going to try and have... My people call their people in coming weeks here. Sometime over the summer, perhaps, we'll have them on before the campaign wraps up too much here. But, yeah, I mean, we do. I mean, I will do. I will admit for my part that Republic, uh, Reds, especially pro-Second Amendment Reds, do have two very implacable stereotypes about liberals. Number one, that they are completely ignorant about all things related to guns, and yet they want to make sweeping policy uh, recommendations and actually not recommendations. They want to push serious policy, uh, sweeping policy changes while about things they know nothing about. It'd be like someone who's never taken freshman chemistry, uh, making rule, trying to make rules about how doctors can give prescriptions. Oh, wait, that happens in real life too. Uh, a lot of those lines. But the other one is that, that, that while they say they, don't want to take everyone. In fact, they will reassuringly coo that and patronizingly mouth that at you. No one wants to take your guns. And then they turn around promptly around and say, well, okay, half of them. We want to take half of your guns and register the rest so that when we change our minds someday or when we are told to change our minds someday, we can do it more easily. And I, and I did get to the point where I actually did say, I'm sorry, I, I have to slip in here. And without violating any rules, I just want to say, you believe it's a stereotype that is unfair, and yet you've confirmed every word of it. And that led to a brief discussion. I had to 
say, look, I don't want to make the whole evening about this. Goodness knows I could. I mean, I talk about this for two hours without notes at times. It should be no problem. And I don't want to do that. It's not my party here. And so I had the good taste to say, I'll withdraw the point and let's move on. But it's interesting talking to liberals about that stereotype and finding just how very, very, well, right we are to have it. I hate to say, and I, and I mean no disrespect, again, to the people involved, and I do sincerely intend to have this group, which shall for the moment remain nameless, on the broadcast sometime soon, because they do have a worthy mission, and quite frankly, I think it's, it's a mission a lot of us on the right could stand to partake in, just as a learning experience someday. In fact, maybe we'll, we'll try and do some portion of that on the broadcast here sometime soon. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot, go nowhere. I'll be right back. Increased income is possible using strategies suited to your goals and may require buying multiple annuities. Not available in all states. Results may vary. Guarantees rely on the claims paying ability of the insurer. Producers have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. If you're over the age of 50 and considering buying an annuity, what you don't know may hurt you. I'm Josh Melberg, founder and CEO of JD Melberg Financial. My company has raised over $2 billion in annuities, and when it comes to helping you maximize your retirement income, I've literally written a book on it, and it's called Next Gen Annuity Strategies Revealed. And today, it's yours free. In this revealing book, I explain little-known truths about annuity strategies in simple terms and unlock five secrets you should know before buying an annuity. Want to earn up to 33% more for life, guaranteed? It's all in my new book and it's yours free. Call now and I'll also give you a second book, The Number One Mistake Retires Are Making in the Stock Market, and my free DVD showing you how not to run out of money in retirement. If you have 100000 or more, even if it's in a 401k or an IRA, call now. Call 800-732-1515. That's 800-732-1515. 800-732-1515. Come on into the Rack Shack's new Egan location and wrap your taste buds around the Patriot Burger. Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, here with Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue. How are you liking that new Egan location? Oh man, Egan is wonderful. We have so much more space and a dynamic center that allows us to better serve our in-store customer as well as our catering clients. You know, Keith, our listeners love the Patriot Burger almost as much as the Patriot. It's a brisket and chuck half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through America cheese on top and the American flag proudly flies out of the top of the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Get it? $12.80? Best burger in the USA. You really have to try today at the Rack Shack Barbecue's new Egan location. We're just a mile east of Cedar Avenue on Cliff Road in the heart of Cedar Cliff Center. You'll love our new digs. Come and see us today or join us at RackShackBarbecue.com. Rack Shack Barbecue, Consider Montessori, an educational model that is founded on the premise that all children are natural learners with curiosity. Hand-in-hand Christian Montessori specializes in one-to-one learning instead of one-size-fits-all. Montessori activities work with children's hands and minds at the precise, critical period of a child's development. I'm learning to be a leader by helping younger students in my classroom. Learning is so much better when it's hands-on. At Hand in Hand, I get to make my own choices. Schedule a tour now at Hand in Hand Christian Montessori, where preschool, elementary, junior high, private school, homeschool students love, learn, and lead. Call 651-784-7988 or go to hihcm.org. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, should you care to join me, something I would welcome, as I have every caller so far today, and every caller we will ever get, even the hostile ones, it's been a long time since we had a hostile caller. It's been a long time since I shredded one with love. Well, let me get back to my program here. But not till we get to the chorus. Yeah. 
In the legislature this past week, a measure that would ban protest, actually make protesting on a freeway a gross misdemeanor passed the House and only the House on a 71 to 55, mostly party line vote. Uh, it's a standalone measure. Uh, it was taken out of an omnibus bill uh, by its author, Nick Zerwas, who has been a guest in this broadcast a couple times now. He's a Republican from Elk River, who said he wanted to give legislators and Governor Dayton a chance to vote on it independently of other measures, which, by the way, is brilliant because this is going to be a club that the GOP can use over the head of the DFL here in uh, maybe not the core of the metro area. I mean, I mean, Minneapolis and St. Paul will vote Democrat just like, I don't know, the rain man watches <laughs> Judge Wapner. I mean, I had to think about that one for a minute here. Uh, I mean, the, the, the Minneapolis and St. Paul I put no more thought into their voting than uh, I put into putting ketchup on a hamburger, folks. It's it's just not that big of a chance. But outside the core metro, I was actually brilliant. I mean, like get the DFL to actually vote on this issue and get the governor to <laughs> veto it. This will be fun. Now, the, the story, by the way, from Jesse Van Burkle at the Strib uh, kind of went over the, the basics of the story here and did a decent job, I thought, uh, saying Minnesota needs stronger penalties to discourage protesters from endangering others by marching on freeways. Uh, said Republican lawmakers on Thursday. Following an impassioned debate, the House voted to make it a gross misdemeanor to participate in protests that block freeways, transit, or airport roads, despite intense opposition from DFLers. Opponents in the bill does nothing to address injustices that could prompt people to march on freeways and quashes one of the most important tools people have to draw attention to an issue, civil disobedience. And And it's here that you know that the DFL doesn't know what they're talking about on a couple of levels here, actually. First of all, bills don't have to address injustices. It's nice if they do, but they're really separate issues. Yes, there was 400 years of slavery in this country, but that doesn't mean we necessarily have to have the freeways impassable every time somebody wants to protest some unrelated bit of politics. Not everything you do has to address every other group's grievances. It can't possibly do it or nothing will get done, which in a way is a good thing. The less government does, the better we all are. But nonetheless, that's a bit of a red herring. And by the way, when when they say this quash is one of the most important tools people have to draw attention to an issue, civil disobedience, no, it doesn't. That's the whole point. When you're carrying out civil disobedience, you are willfully violating the law and accepting the consequences for it. Now, Twin Cities protesters have basked in the fact that they could commit, quote, civil disobedience uh, in a context where there really are no consequences for their actions. And calling it civil civil disobedience, even though they're basically disobeying nothing, in fact, well, we'll come back to that. There's nothing saying you can't civilly disobey, disobey something where the consequence is a gross misdemeanor. The, the difference is you have to really believe in it. You have to be ready for some serious consequences. You have to really, really, really believe in the rightness of your cause. And you have to really be willing to risk something that could put you in jail for a bit and and kind of mess up your record for what you truly believe to be right. I mean, in theory, it goes all the way up to much more serious crimes. If you, you, you want to disobey something where the, the penalty is a felony, you can do it, hypothetically. You better really believe in it before you risk a felony conviction for principle. But there's nothing saying you can't. Now, House Man- uh, the House has uh, tried to pass this bill three times in the last two years. It was inspired by the protests that followed a couple of failed shootings over the last couple of years. Uh, it's dangerous, says Nick Zerwas, uh, and we've seen police officers and bystanders injured in our past protests. It comes at great inconvenience and a great cost to the cities and the state of Minnesota. 
Governor Dayton said earlier in the year that he would be open to considering increased penalties for freeway protesters, but when asked about the bill on Tuesday, he had a different uh, message for House Republicans. Talk about a wrong problem, Dayton said. What they're doing is dealing with issues that are applied to the brave, applied to the politics, right to the people of Minnesota. I'll translate. Talk about a non-problem. What they are doing is dealing with issues that are playing to their base, playing to their politics, rather than serving the people of Minnesota. So he's going to veto it. You know he is. And and honestly, Walter Hudson, by the way, who who is on a competing lesser radio station, had a great point. Saying you know, nothing is saying you can't protest. There's nothing saying that that that. I mean, who says that blocking a freeway is the only effective means of protest there is? That's not exactly what he said, but I'm paraphrasing more or less closely. It's it's not something you have a right to. You know, nobody says you have to have. You have a God-given right to protest. You absolutely do. That's endowed to you by Creator via the First Amendment. But you don't have a right to protest anywhere you want. And if you want to practice civil disobedience, well. Part and parcel of civil civil disobedience is accepting the consequences of your action. This is being as opposed to uncivil disobedience where you violently fight against the policy you disagree with. That's called armed resistance. Anyway, that's another separate subject. Now, I don't know that I, I, I used to oppose this legislation on First Amendment grounds. I'm not sure that I do anymore because, of course, it's not violating the First Amendment. It's merely raising the stakes for civil resistance and forcing protesters to protest someplace where they're not trashing everybody else's rights to do what they need to do for their for their in their lives, which I don't think is I don't think is especially unfair. All things considered. But I have one problem with it, and here it is now. These protests that happen on the freeways, they're already illegal. And if you want to test how illegal they are, uh, try this uh, out for size. Go to your nearest freeway exit, walk down the ramp, and start walking along the shoulder. Or if you want to make some better time, bike along the shoulder of a freeway, of a federal freeway or a, a U.S. highway for that matter, a U.S. divided limited access highway with actual on and off ramps. And, and walk along until you, uh, or bike for that matter, along until you have some contact with the police. And at that point, you'll be able to test whether being on the freeway is legal or not. Hint, it's not. There are sanctions against going on the freeway unless you're in a motor vehicle. And in Minnesota, you better be doing 40 miles an hour while you're there or you're a hazard to traffic. You don't have a right to be on the freeway. Unless you're in a vehicle that that fulfills that role. Now, so so both of the protests, oh, both all of the protests that have spilled out onto the freeways heretofore have been illegal. Every last one of them, to some extent, not necessarily a draconian law against it, but uh, there could have been a lot of tickets written. Probably some people put in jail for the evening. A lot of hearings. A lot of slaps on the wrist none of which were ever issued to anyone. But that law was never enforced because the protests just happened to happen in cities where the mayors and the political ruling class desperately need Black Lives Matter and their largely white supporters' votes to remain in power and to maintain their power within the DFL, let's be honest. And so whether you have a law against going out on the freeway that's a low-level misdemeanor or whether it's a state-issued gross misdemeanor, which can actually result in some serious jail time potentially, it doesn't matter if the political leadership in the city where the protests take place don't have the will to enforce those laws because who else is going to enforce those laws the state patrol there are just aren't that many of them the national nobody's calling out the national guard to clear the freeway unless there's serious violence violating the posse comitatus act is is radical even for for the mayors of minneapolis and st paul or is it i no, no not so far but 
<laughs> Although I put nothing. Remember, this is going to be Berg's 20th law at this point. Today's satire is tomorrow's law in, in liberal cities like Minneapolis and St. Paul. But But who is going to enforce the law? You look at the protests that we had. And there were state patrol that were involved in, in blocking off lands and, and f- being first responders to some of these events. But it was the Minneapolis and St. Paul cops that were out on the, out on the freeway actually doing whatever containment was done. <laughs> whatever very little containment was do- done with these protests. And it's not like Melvin Carter and Jacob Fry are going to magically start enforcing the rules against these sorts of freeway blockages just because it's a gross misdemeanor instead of a simple uh, low-level misdemeanor. In fact, I'm going to suggest it's quite the opposite. So while I oppose the bill less than I did, while recognizing that it's probably not going to pass, it may or may not pass the, the Senate, and Governor Dayton will almost certainly veto it, I also suspect that it's completely it's no more relevant than previous laws against blocking the freeways were because in as long as minneapolis and st paul are one one party cities <laughs> you can pass any law you want it won't matter because it's the political realities in the dfl in those cities that really drive things go nowhere be right back AM 1280, The Patriot. Don't miss Sandvold Financial Group's Money Talks radio show here every Sunday morning at 9. Sandvold Financial Group is independent of Questar Capital Corporation, member FINRA, SIPC, and Questar Asset Management. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-721-4880. That's 800-721-4880. 800-721-4880 or go to selectquote.com since 1985 we shop you save get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials or price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors not available in all states patriot listeners save up to 25 percent on your business cleaning services are you thinking of changing your cleaning company are you looking for cleaner bathrooms dust-free windowsills and a higher level of quality control Hi, I'm Jessica Carter, owner of CTC Professionals. We specialize in cleaning car dealerships and office buildings throughout the Twin Cities metro area. You'll get high-quality service when you choose us as your cleaning service provider. Call us at 651-404-0132 or visit our website at affordablebusinesscleaning.com. As a bonus to Patriot listeners, you'll get your first initial cleaning at no cost and up to 25% off your first full month of service. We will work hard to make your facility as clean as possible without breaking your budget. So call us today at 651-404-0132. That's 651-404-0132. Or visit our website at affordablebusinesscleaning.com. Vacation with a Patriot. Hi, I'm Bill Budd with AC Nelson RV World in Shakopee. My goal is to provide you with options to create lifetime memories with your family. We are proud to sell the Patriot line of RVs. American-made and customized for your recreational needs. A.C. Nelson RV World has new and used RVs from Patriot and other top manufacturers, including travel trailers, fifth wheels, fold-down campers, toy haulers, and motorhomes. A.C. Nelson RV World in Shakopee. Visit us online at acnelsonrv.com. AM 1280, The Patriot and iHeartRadio. They go together like Johnny and June. We've been talking about Jackson. Listen at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. Outside my window. AM twelve eighty the Patriot. Hear the radio, and I know that motor wagon is ready. 
living the immortal words. And it is. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Ah, it is indeed. 651-289-4488. Don't forget Brad Carlson coming up tomorrow from 2 to 3. He'll have his usual uh, parade of excellence on the broadcast. Uh, Brad's always uh, worth a listen when you're out and about the metro, um, and especially about, out about the West Metro, where he comes in crystal clear now on FM 107.5, along with the rest of the Patriot lineup. We got more changes coming up, too, but I can't talk about any of them. Uh, we got Actually, we got a bunch of events, changes, cool stuff coming up. And you just have to take my word for it because I have been embargoed from talking about any of it. But it's going to be fun stuff anyway. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. And, and I'll cop to it. There was some sad news this past week. And uh, I'll just go to it. Uh, the news came out rather slowly. In fact, it was kind of curious how long it took for news to actually leak out into the media around the middle of the week. But it leak out it did. Um Nick Coleman passed away this past week. He apparently, uh, the, the, the story, and I need to do a little more digging into this, but uh, the, story, the, the news about his passing is rather dilatory, and some of it's contradictory or conflicting or at least you know, relating different facts. But so far as I've heard so far, the, uh, the story is he had a massive stroke uh, when he returned from a trip to an Irish festival in another city for some reason. He came back. Um, passed away from a massive stroke, and uh, the announcement basically came out over the weekend or earlier this week. And he, um, yeah, and and Nick Coleman is has passed away at the age of I believe he was sixty seven. And if you go back with this broadcast any length of time, uh, you heard the name Nick Coleman. Nick Coleman, in some ways, was well, well, all of us on the Northern Alliance, all of the nine people who originally make up the Northern Alliance. Uh, had various ideas who was the, uh, the the swizzle stick that stirred the collective cocktail that was the Northern Alliance. Uh, you could have a lot of different answers, but in some ways, our reactions to Nick Coleman were what brought the Northern Alliance together in the first place. Now, Nick Coleman uh, had a 30, uh, 30 maybe 40-year career in Twin Cities news media, and, and listening to reactions to his passing – it's kind of indicative of, of where people are along the political lines. Uh, some of my friends in the media who are in the more mainstream, ergo left-leaning media, revere the guy while, while acknowledging he could be a very difficult personality. Um, and But they revere him as an excellent journalist. And uh, those of us on the right, those of us who, especially among the blogging community, who uh, oppose, who, who made made kind of a, of a show and a bit of a sport of heckling him over the years for some of his less journalistic efforts. And we're brought together by our collective sport, basically, of picking apart Nick Coleman's columns for all the things that we felt were wrong and then reasonably believed and in many, if not most cases, proved were completely wrong. And saying that... I don't want to speak ill of the dead, and I realize I kind of just did. And yet I, I've looked at the, the ghoulish spectacle of, of liberals primarily and the way so many of them gloated and celebrated and danced on the deaths of, of conservatives in the past, from Ronald Reagan to, uh, to, to William F. Buckley to Tony Snow. I mean, the talk show host and former Bush administration a uh, press secretary who died of colon cancer. I mean, I, one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. Je- I mean, when he was alive, he was one of the nicest people you could ever hope to meet. And and the left just completely beclowned themselves, not the entire left, but an awful lot of them, completely beclowned themselves by their venting their hatred on the fact that a, <clears throat> I emphasize this, press secretary died. That's <laughs> and. and uh, and I'm not going to do that. I, I mean, I'm. There's a debate, perhaps, maybe, to be had in journalistic quarters as to whether columnists who give their opinions wider sway than the facts should really support 
are or are not a benefit to the journalistic craft. It's a perfectly legitimate debate. I'm not going to have it while, while, while Nick Coleman's barely in the ground. I'm not going to do that. Uh, but it needs to be had because, in so, I mean, <sighs> Nick Coleman was a, was, a, was a fellow with plenty of friends, plenty of enemies. He certainly has a family. He's got uh, like four or five kids. And I'm sorry for their loss. I truly am. And, and it's not a time to be speaking ill of the dead, and so I won't. And I, I, I've, my own personal relationship with Nick Coleman uh, would be mistaken to call anything but icy, so I won't call it anything at all, else at all. Uh, anyway, uh, to the extent that anyth- any of our criticism, of uh, my personal criticism of Nick Coleman, ever may have gone over the line, I, I do regret that. I'm unaware of that happening, but on the other hand, I'm frequently unaware of lots of things I do that other people object to. So I, for that, I apologize. That I regret. And the larger conversation about 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 the, the, the reverence that the media has for, for columnists can wait, probably should wait, but needs to be had at some point here. Um. And my condolences to the Coleman family and I and all of his friends and all of his colleagues who 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 regarded him, held him in the regard that they did. Uh, my condolences to all of you and to the family and to the friends of, of, of the late Nick Coleman, who like him or not, believe him or not, accept what he wrote or not, certainly uh, cut a fairly broad swath through two, uh, Twin Cities media for three solid decades. And there's no taking that away. Anyway. Uh, this is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. By the way, speaking of the media, <laughs> uh, we'll have to, I didn't even get a chance to talk about what may have been the big story this past week, media-wise, which was the New York Times making up a quote from Donald Trump saying that he had referred to immigrants as animals when he was really referring to the gang MS-13, who are, by the way, worse than animals. They, they, I mean, animals don't act with the sort of predatory sadistic glee that these people act with. So animals is probably a little charitable in that case. But it's reminiscent of when uh, the local left piled on Representative Mary Franzen for allegedly calling welfare recipients animals when she hadn't. <laughs> this just seems to be part of their playbook. I, I wish I had another hour to do this. This is There's so much to go, and yet I can't. So we'll be back next week. Thanks for tuning in. Tune in, Brad Carlson, tomorrow at 2 o'clock. God bless you all. God bless America. I was skeptical when I heard that your family bank could help me pay off my mortgage and get out of debt in under 10 years with my current income. Hi, my name is John. I'm a Patriot listener and a financial executive here in town. As such, I understand numbers. Using your family bank, my family will go from a $292,000 mortgage with 22 years remaining and $40,000 of additional debt to being totally out of debt, including the mortgage, in 9.8 years. We'll save $103,000. If you don't have a program which will get your family totally out of debt, including your mortgage, in less than 10 years just by redirecting your current cash flow, you need to talk with Daniel of Your Family Bank, who's right here in the Twin Cities. Thanks, John. This is Daniel Altwig of Your Family Bank. My friend, there's no risk nor obligation to find out for yourself. Go to daniel.yourfamilybank.org, click on the Request tab in the upper right-hand corner, and leave your contact information. daniel.yourfamilybank.org. That's daniel.yourfamilybank.org. Okay, so the big question for any decision you're going to make, is this actually going to work? Well, if you've heard about MediShare, which is a brilliant way of sharing healthcare costs, you may have wondered that. Does it work? Well, so did Dr. Stuart Hoover, who initially joined to save a lot of money. The typical family saves about $500 a month. Stuart saved even more. When we first joined uh, MediShare, we were immediately going from a little over $1,600 a month down to uh, $460 basically a month. So that's wonderful, but then his wife needed emergency surgery, and the bills added up to $160,000. So we were seeing the bills coming in, and then the bills were being paid. Portions were being shared, and the end result of this is this bill was taken care of. Yes, MediShare. 
works, and it's so easy to get your questions answered too. So why not? You can call right now, 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE. 844-41-BIBLE. My 84 MPGE Pacifica Hybrid is America's first ever hybrid minivan. So all the other moms at soccer practice are green with envy. See what I did there? Plus, I can binge all of my shows with the available Uconnect theater or just jam out to the radio. Hey, Mom, what was that song? Huh? What song? Chrysler Pacifica Hybrid. It's loaded with attitude. Actual mileage varies. EPA estimated miles per gallon of gasoline equivalent MPGE based on available competitive information. Declare your freedom from your dusty, cracked garage floor. Call the experts at Zone Garage Minnesota. They use a patented ZG Shield polyurea, different and superior to any product in the market. The polyurea is designed for maximum resistance to abrasion and is UV resistant, meaning it will never turn yellow and can be applied throughout the year, regardless of weather. Zone Garage can install your durable, easy-to-clean garage floor in one day. Call Zone Garage Minnesota at 651-485-0409 or visit ZoneGarageMN.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Fueled by Lucky.